0: Vet Talk. This is Kevin Horgan, co-founder, along with Charlie Scott, of our free and open venture to bring veterans into the limelight through stories, biographies, subject matter expert interviews, leadership lessons, and sometimes ranting and raving and howling at the moon. Now, Vets Talk is a collaboration with Zach Knight and Knightly Productions and Atlanta, a team that networks with transitioning veterans to make the Atlanta area the first choice of locations to settle in to live, work, play and pray and maybe raise a family to stay connected to our tribe, the veteran community. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Vets Talk. I'm really excited. We have a very interesting uh, gentleman with us today. He went from being an Army grunt to a medical doctor. I want to introduce Dr. Rob Fisher. Uh, Doctor, tell us about yourself.
1: Well, Kevin, thank you so much for the introduction. I really appreciate it. So you know, I kind of wanted to come on here today for a couple reasons. Uh, you know, one, I'm I'm new to Atlanta. I'm a new urologist here in town, so I'm trying to do a little bit of marketing and get myself out there. Uh, but two, I also wanted to kind of share my story because I think it's really unique, and I haven't run really run into a lot of people that have done what I've done. And then three, I really wanted to kind of put out there what I can offer veterans because uh, I realized kind of during my training and everything that I kind of have something uh, that is a little bit unique that I can do to help our com- uh, veteran community here in Atlanta. So that's kind of my goals today. So, uh, you know, my story starts where I think a lot of, uh, you know, military, military people start right after high school. Um, You know, I was a guy in high school. I literally had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I barely passed high school, like, you know, C minus, you know, I was a terrible student, et cetera, nowhere near mature enough for college or anything like that. So, you know, I went into the workforce for a couple of years. I worked in actually the video retail industry for, you know, a couple of years. And I, all of a sudden I kind of realized I wasn't happy with what I was doing, um, I didn't want to work for the video, a video store the rest of my life. Um, You know, it was 2006. So Iraq and Afghanistan were both going on. Um, You know, I'd always wanted to serve my country, but I never, I didn't sign up right after high school for some reason. So, you know, I kind of decided, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take this opportunity. Um, I'm going to sign up for the military. I'm going to serve my country. I'm going to figure out what I want to do with my life. And then the goal was, you know, after I do my four years, then I would um, use the GI bill to go to college and do whatever it is I figured out. Yeah. So that was kind of my plan. So, uh, you know, I went to my recruiter's office and I walked in. And I was like, sign me up enlisted infantry right now. And he was I mean, I don't i don't think a lot of people probably come in with that. But I was like, <laughs> oh, I knew what I, I was for would. the army. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, you know, um, so I walked in. That's what I wanted. I wanted to do the real deal, you know, because uh, I figured I was serving the wars were going on. So I signed up. Um, did my you know basic training at Fort Benning, uh, along with airborne school, and then got stationed at Fort Lewis, Washington, and uh, helped stand up a new striker brigade. Uh, so I was right on a line unit, and you know we went through the whole you know field training and all that stuff. And then 2009, um, as we were kind of gearing up to get ready to go to Iraq, uh, President Obama got elected, and he did a troop surge in Afghanistan, uh, which everybody knows about. And uh, and my unit was sort of three months before we deployed, changed mission to go to Afghanistan. So. We all took a couple of Pashtu classes and got ready for Afghanistan. And then in uh, you know June 2000, um, 2009, we headed out to Kandahar. So um, basically I spent a year in Kandahar, you know, and that was kind of, you know, for I think for a lot of military people, that was, you know, the one of the better and also worst years of my life at the same time. You know, um, it was great because, you know, we got to help a lot of people, but it also, um, you know, it also kind of helped me figure out what I wanted to do. So... You know, when I kind of started off, I think it's probably very similar to a lot of guys in a line unit. You know, we were, you know, starting off with fairly easy patrols. And then, you know, after like, you know, the first few weeks, we did our first kind of real mission where we went out for like 10 days in this area called the Argonab River Valley, which, you know, at the time, you know, 2009, that summer was like the peak of deaths in Afghanistan. And that was pretty much the most dangerous place in Afghanistan. So we went out on this mission and, you know, we were running some IEDs all the time, enemy gunfire, et cetera. And basically... After a few days of that, you know, I was, you know, not only was it very challenging, but that, you know, I reached the point where I was like, there was no way I thought I was making it home. I think this is probably a common feeling, but I thought for sure, I was like, you know what, there's no way I can do this for a year. I'm for sure going to die here. And, I, you know, I kind of went into the next, you know, few months, honestly, with this sort of like, you know, sort of somber attitude, not sureing, not knowing if that was going to be my last day. So. Um, But, you know, I got I got a lot of advice, which I think a lot of soldiers and other military members do. And that's people tell you to take it one day at a time. So I took it one day at a time. And those days added up. And all of a sudden I got to halfway Um, and I got to halfway. And I was like, you know what, like maybe I can make it out of this place. Um, So I was talking to my wife about it. And I was like, you know what, like if I make it out of this place, um, I'm going to do something big. I'm going to do something where I help people or make a difference, something real. Um, So I started getting, you know, excited about the idea that, you know, maybe I make it. So I kept going, kept getting optimistic and I started like kind of researching, thinking about what I wanted to do after I got out of the army, because my time to get out was right after I got back. So one thing that kind of happened, which was great, was right after 2000, sort of after January 1st, as 2010 hit, we kind of changed the mission a little bit to some of the you know winning over the hearts and minds stuff in afghanistan you know we were doing a lot of school programs and job programs and medical clinics so in these medical clinics typically you know as an infantryman i was mainly providing security you know searching um you know the civilians that were coming in for medical care etc but some a couple of times i actually got to like do wound dressing set up ivs stuff like that uh, and i got to help the doctors sort of provide uh do exams and and take histories from patients and stuff like that. And I felt, I thought it was really rewarding. Um, and I remember I was talking to my wife about it and she's like, you know, that's what you should do. You should go, to, you should think about becoming a doctor. And I was like, you know, there's no way I'm like, I basically, <laughs> I basically barely passed high school. I'm a grunt. There's no way I could do that. And she was like, you know what? Like, if you make it out of here, you said you were going to do something big. You, that's what you got to do. So a year, a year after I, I, you know, I left for Afghanistan I made a home. Um, I was like, you know, it felt so great to be on American soil. And, that's where I said I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. So I quickly got out of the army within a couple of months because my ETS date was coming up, um, and I did what I said I was going to do. I used my GI Bill. I went to school locally in Tacoma, Washington, which is kind of right near Fort Lewis, uh, at a college called Pacific Lutheran University. Um, I'll say that first uh, semester of college was very tough. Um, you know, I was 26 and I had never studied a day in my life. Um, I always tell people I I kind of felt like I was like. That beginning scene in Billy Madison when he goes to like third grade, you know, because I literally had been like three months prior fighting with the Taliban, like directly, and I've around all these like 17 year old kids. (laughs) Um, So it was a shocker. And like, I had no idea how to study Uh, my first couple of quizzes. I literally failed my first couple of quizzes. And I was like, you know, like, I'm not going to be able to do this. And, you know, my wife gave me some tough love. And she's like, you know what? Like, everything else you've done in your life, you just worked hard, busted your ass, figured it out. Uh, So that's what I did. I went to like I went and saw my professor office hours. I went to tutoring. Again, I got tutored by these like 18 year old kids and stuff. But I figured it out and I worked. I literally studied from every like the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep every day. And then, you know, I got I got the grades to pull off that first semester. And basically from there, I had it figured out and I ended up getting good enough grades. I got into multiple medical schools and I ultimately ended up going to uh, St. Louis University in Missouri. Um, Great school. So, yeah, it was, you know, so that was a big move. We moved there and I went there, uh, started there in 2013. And, you know, when I got there, you know, it was the same mentality. Uh, I was going to go in and work hard and everything, but I kind of realized, um, you know, I got there it was very different than I expected, mainly because I didn't realize most people that go to medical school come from like families that are have physicians in them, or, you know, you, you hear a lot about different advantages in these things. Yeah, I didn't have that. I came from like a right. fairly low income family. My wife is a fairly low income family. Um, but you know what, I just, again, outworked everybody. That was my grunt mentality. And basically, I got, you know, the good board scores and good grades and everything that would do whatever specialty I wanted. So as I was kind of figuring that out, I originally thought I wanted to do some type of surgery. So I, I, I did general surgery rotation. But you know, I kind of realized that you know, not everybody was so friendly. Um, you know, you always hear on TV, like sometimes, you know, that, that can be like a, an environment where not everybody's as nice to each other. And it just wasn't exactly what I was looking for. You know, I, am like a very, um, super positive, enthusiastic type person. Ever since I got back from Afghanistan, that was like my whole thing. Like, I felt like I got like this lease on life. So I wanted to be around people that were more positive. And somebody was like, well, if you like surgery and you like that kind of stuff, you should check out urology. And honestly, I didn't even know what urology was. Um, So halfway through medical school. So I basically did this urology rotation and I figured it out. And basically the gist of it is urology is a surgical field that we do surgery for the kidney, the bladder, and then male reproductive organs. And we also do some vaginal surgery. Um, So I did these rotations. And basically what I found is it was exactly what I wanted. You know, it was surgery. It was a lot of technology. You know, we do robotic surgery. Um, I mean, I did a robotic surgery today. We do lasers and stuff. But then the cool thing about it was everybody in urology it's kind of laid back, funny, quirky. Mainly because you can't be dealing with genitals all the time and not have a sense of humor. So, basically, I found like my people. You know, it was it was people that were smart, worked hard, but do surgery, but were like a little more laid back and stuff. So, I did urology, and ultimately, I ended up going to um, uh, University of California, San Diego for residency. Um, it's kind of a complicated process how you match, but ultimately, I ended up wanting to go there for a couple of reasons. One the uh, the department chair that was there, he was a, a navy doc um, prior, so he you know he had this. He was a very military guy. In fact, I remember he even on my interview, he commented on my gig line, and I was like, okay, he, <laughs> he knows what a gig line is because my gig line is always perfect. Um, he uh, I was like this. He he's definitely a military guy, so I like that. And then you know the the, uh, the program director there, she's um, a doctor named Jill, Jill Buckley, and she's just like a badass, you know, tough tough as nails, like great teacher, you know, you have to be to be a woman surgical leader, um, you know, at this day and age. So that's where I went to train. And I got, you know, five years of great training. Um, and then the other cool thing I got to do while I was in San Diego was a part of my training was I spent about four months every year at the VA. Uh, so I was at the VA hospital taking care of veterans um, firsthand. And that's kind of one th- where I really realized something that I didn't realize before, mainly because I personally don't have a lot of medical problems. So I didn't I see, I've never seen a doctor prior to like my medical training, but I realized as I was taking care of vets that I really connected well with a lot of the vets, I think mainly because I think they just felt like I could understand their perspective. You know, when I'm like talking to a Vietnam guy who has all these cancers because of agent orange, you know, and I've, I've been in the burn pits and all that stuff. Like, I think it's like a little bit of a connection we make uh, or, you know, connecting with someone who's given up their life to serve their country and stuff. So I really felt like I was, you know, bonding with these patients and I realized like I as a veteran I can offer these you know these vets a special kind of care that they really have trouble finding other places because you know there's a fair amount of docs that did were doctors in the military but there's very few line dogs that are out there um, finishing medical school and taking care of patients so that was one thing I realized I wanted to be able to bring to my career was helping take care of vets because of that perspective so, you know, ultimately I finished residency, um, you know, just this past June and I moved here to Atlanta to join a great group called Georgia urology. Uh, Georgia urology is basically the biggest urology group in Atlanta. It's 51 docs. Uh, it covers the whole Metro wow. area. Um, wow. And, you know, it's, it's a really, really great group. They do stand up care. They, they follow the standards to the T um, really great people. And, you know, I, so I fit right in and they got me busy right away. Um, you know, but essentially you know, since I'm in this position now, and I'm actually able to see a lot of patients that have VA care, they can't get the can't like get into the VA within a certain amount of time. I wanted to kind of put out there the different things I can do for veterans that a lot of people don't realize they have because veteran, you know, the, if you think about what the VA is, the VA and veterans are really a bunch of old men and old men have urology issues. Now I treat women too. But the idea is, you know, it really fits the stuff I do quite a bit. So for my younger guys, you know, I do vasectomies, which is a big thing right now, especially with all the row versus weight stuff, you know, it's a lot of uncertainty with family planning. So that's a big thing I can do for veterans, you know, things like erectile dysfunction, low testosterone, um, prostate issues, urinary issues, stuff like that. That's definitely something I can take care of our vets for. And then, you know, a lot also for our women that are out there that often get overlooked as veterans, you know, I do a lot of stuff for urinary incontinence, um, you know, kidney stones, all that kind of stuff. So basically i just wanted to put out there you know my story a little bit and talk you know talk a lot about what i can do for veterans and that you know i'd love for any you know vet that wants to be taken care of by a grunt as long as they can handle uh that that i'd love for them to reach out and um basically reach out and find me and um you know i'd be i'd love to take care of them
0: that's it. I, I gotta tell you, doctor, um, and I know you you had mentioned uh, earlier to just call you Rob. I I have so much respect for members of the medical profession. It's not you make it seem like it was just a, another day at the office, but it's hard work and it's hard study. It's it's and it's a unique application. I, I I'm go, I'm gonna really lather this up. All right, sure. you're really an inspiration for well, anybody that was in the service. Um, uh, because what you said really rang true. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I can cut it. I don't know if I'm going to survive. And then you came back and you went, you went and did something you wanted to do. I think there's one aspect and I don't want to, I don't want to belabor it or, uh, you know, put you in an awkward place, but you were very fortunate that you had a spouse that knew you well enough and knew what your ambitions were and your potential. Um, and that, that's, it, it just, it came out of your pores that you, 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 appreciated what your wife did for you. And I think that's wonderful.
1: Oh, it it really is. I mean, so she is tough. Um, You know, she's strong, (laughs) she's independent. That's what I love about her. And, you know, the other thing I think a lot of, you know, people don't always understand is, you know, your spouse, when you're deployed, you know, is going through something just as hard as you are. You know, I remember the first time I had one of my brothers that was killed overseas, you know, and I told her over the phone, you know, it devastated her just as much as it devastated me. And, you know she's the one that when i can't call for you know 2 weeks because of some you know blackout or whatever like that's sitting there at home just devastated nervous you know etc so it's super hard on spouses and i was i am super fortunate to have someone like uh, her in my corner the whole way Um, you know, she always jokes that like, when we met, I was like, you know, making like 600 bucks a month as a, as a E1 or whatever. Uh, and and, like now it's like, we went through all honestly, as you know, the whole process, you're making like pretty minimal, like minimum wage as you're like a student and all this stuff. So yeah, she's like grinded it out the whole way.
0: Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, you know, uh, doing what you're doing, it's not, uh, there, it may not appear glamorous to a lot of people, but you're, you're changing people's lives for the better. Uh, you know, that. that that whole array of urology, uh, medicine is, is, well, I'm 65. Okay. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll telemed with you anytime. I, um, but it also gives you a lot of street street cred, especially with the VA types. And I think that's something that, uh, that we need to tell the world. Um, the, uh, do you have a website or do you have, um, uh, is there, do you want to share with us now, or we could do it offline and I can get, make sure it's part of the presentation, uh, the name of your group, uh, the email address, whatever, yeah. is yeah, there anything sure. like that you want to share?
1: Sure. So as far as my group, you know, the easiest way to Google me is if you just Google Georgie urology, Robert Fisher, MD, uh, okay. that's going to pull up my profile, it's going to have my picture on it, and it's going to have all my sort of story, the, ba- the basics of it there and kind of what okay. I do. You know what I do is I do all aspects of urology, and if I don't do it, I'm going to find somebody I trust in my group that does it. Uh, There you go. So we do all aspects of urology, Um, and you know, as far as you know, getting with me, you know, basically, if you call my call center, you know, and you say, you know, you saw this podcast with Dr. Robert Fisher, and you want to, you know, you have a urologic urologic issue, you want to see him for, you can basically you know, call that number and they'll get you into my clinic right away. Uh, And basically, you know, I'd like, ideally we could post something with the video, but, you know, I can throw out the phone number now, just so it's something everybody has very readily available. But the phone number for that is uh, area code 770-995-0424. So um basically yeah i would love to take care of any vets that need it and you know the other thing i always tell people too honestly you can reach out to me if you're a veteran and you're thinking about going to medical school whatever i mentor all kinds of kids um yeah, from the high great. school level college level resident level mm-hmm. medical student level everything so um i'm happy to help basically any veteran anytime um that's that's awesome. it actually that's awesome. drives, it drives my uh the, my team a little bit crazy because i'm always like oh add them in add them in whatever i'll just see him. you know i'll find times right. so right. Um, I basically never turn a patient away um, because you know what, like when you have like cancer, um, you know, or if you have some painful kidney stone or something like I don't want them to wait, I want to take care of them. Um, My philosophy is like, you know, it took a long time to get here and like I love taking care of people and that's why I'm here.
0: Yeah, I you know, this, this is a public service announcement because I think people uh, that that tune into this will see you, they'll hear what you're saying they'll like you and they'll say i'm going to give this doctor a call now that telemed is part of the fabric of uh, practicing medicine right now i think that, that'd be that'd be a wonderful opportunity for a lot of people out there uh, not just deciding if they're going to med school but deciding if they want to go see a doctor that's one of the shames of uh, a lot of people have is they just don't want to go get help mm-hmm. um, but you know especially for urological issues i um did you have a singular formative experience that puts you on this path to say, you know, I, I, I have to go into medicine.
1: You know, like I said, it was, it was really this, it was one particular day in clinic. I just like, not in clinic, but like in this free medical clinic we did where it was like, I had just, like two days before, like had, it was shortly after I had that halfway point and I kind of had this realization that maybe I was going to make it home. And then it was like, I had this conversation with my wife and she initially was like, she works as like a, a, a dental admin person. Like she like works in the front office of a dental office. And she was like, oh, you should think about dental school. And I was like, I didn't really like, wasn't super excited about dentistry. Um, And then we did this clinic. And like I said, it just happened to be that I got assigned to do something. And I don't know. I just remember like when I got back, I like was sitting in my bed in my bunk. And basically when we, where I lived um, while I was deployed, was we lived in this like little kind of like mud hut. Like that was like outside one of these bazaars in uh, the Kandahar area. And I remember I was like, you know, there's, there's no way, there's no way I could go to medical school. And like, I sat there and I was like, you know, like, let me just look into it. So I like when I when we finally had like a little break from patrols, I went over to like the what do we call it? The MWR tent. Right. So that's where all the computers and stuff are. Um, And I like started Googling about medical school. And I kept telling myself, I'm like, there's no way there's it's too long. You know, four years of college, four years of medical school, five years of residency. I'm like, there's no way. Uh, But I but then it kept like itching at me. Um, But then then that but that was the whole spark, really. It was a combination of a conversation with my wife and then doing this this clinic overseas. Okay. Now, why Atlanta? Are you from the Atlanta area? No, not at all, actually. You know, uh, I've been all over, as you kind of hear from my story. You know, I was born in Pennsylvania, grew up in South Florida. I was at Benning briefly. I was in Washington, California, Missouri. You know, so I kind of like been a lot of places. And I, you know, when we were looking for the ideal city, me and my wife kind of realized we wanted to be like in a big city that was affordable. Uh, Cause San Diego was a little pricey for us. Oh, um, yeah. And we wanted to be somewhere. We like sports. We like to travel. So Atlanta hits those things well. But the other thing was, you know, I, we realized like being in different places over the years, we really, we really kind of fit in well with people in the South, you know, people that are really friendly down to earth, salty earth, blue blood, you know, and, um, it just was our it's our people, you know. So yeah, that's sure. just where we felt like we fit sure. in. So we, I was checking out a bunch of cities. I was looking at Atlanta. I was looking at Charlotte. You know, a few other cities that kind of fit that sim- similar description. But ultimately, Atlanta had really everything I wanted, and I just it found this great, this great job with Georgia Urology. That was it. Was just. I had like this list of what I wanted in a job before I started, and it hit every box. So it that's was, great. It's kind of destined. yeah. We
0: think uh, we think you know, Vets Talk is part of Atlanta, and Atlanta is our networking group, and we yep. think Atlanta is where uh, Vet, uh, excuse me, Atlanta is where it's at, and the surrounding counties. Hey, you mentioned Pennsylvania. Where in Pennsylvania?
1: uh actually lancaster you know I, I, okay. story, my dad actually grew up amish um oh, okay you know and he left when he was like 17 you know I think that's like uh, often happens but i you know so he w- we were just in lancaster county like in the kind of sure. near the city of lancaster but yeah i was there till I was about 8 8 years old or so
0: Oh, okay all right great i uh um if you I, i'm going to ask you an oddball question if sure. you had if you had a chance to talk to yourself when you were 16 this is before you went and joined the army um What would you tell yourself then?
1: You know, I would tell myself to enjoy the journey um, because the thing you realize is like, for example, I talked about that long path, you know, four years army, four years college, four years medical school, five years residency. And now I'm finally a fully trained surgeon doing surgery. Right. But when you get here, you realize this wasn't, this is like, this was the goal, but the whole path was incredible. You know, I love my four years in the army. I love my four years in college, medical school, every step of the way. And I think like, if I wish I would, maybe when I was younger, I would have slowed down a little bit and realized, like embrace where I'm at at that moment instead of always looking at the next step. Because, you know, I think in, I think in American culture, we do that so often, you know, where we're always thinking about what's next, you know, planning this house or whatever, whatever we're doing. And, um, you know, actually when I was, in, when I was in college, I took this like random Buddhism class one time, you know, cause you have to take, you know, different electives and stuff. And that was, that's like a big thing in Buddhism, like live in the moment, don't stress about yeah. all these things in the
0: future. And like, Baba Ram Dass, be here yeah, now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, like, that's what I would tell myself, just like, just be in the moment, enjoy the journey, um, yeah. you to work hard to get there, but enjoy it while you're going.
0: Okay. That's, that's, that's awesome. It truly is an inspiration. I, uh, Do you stay in touch with some of the old crew? Oh, yeah. Just this last
1: weekend, I literally went to uh, drove over to Columbia, South Carolina, visited my buddy, uh, Sergeant First Class John Freeman. Uh, He's a recruiter there. He was we were in the same squad when I was in there. Um, I got another buddy that's over there in Wake Forest area, North Carolina. He was on the same line with me. He's actually uh, uh, going through the physician process too. So he started two years after me, and I basically mentored him and served him as as an example. And he's working to be an anesthesiologist right now. So lots
0: of guys I still talk to from my unit all the time. That's awesome. That hey, have you considered doing public speaking? I mean, small events here and there. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, you know, you entertain know, the, crowd? the crowd. Yeah, you
1: know, I I haven't formally, but you know, the mainly mainly because I haven't really had time. The th- whole thing <laughs> about the whole all this process of stuff is like it's all like 80, hour work weeks, you know. Yeah. So like I'm finally at a point where I'm kind of working like so w- what feels like a lot less, which is like 60 hours a week. But I mean, I was grinding for like 13 years, you know, um, not even counting the army time. But you know, I'd love, I love doing doing events where I can engage veterans and other people that need it. Um, yeah. So I mean, I haven't done it before, but I'd love to.
0: Okay, I I have I might have an opportunity for you. Um, Atlanta is always looking for a rock star to uh, get up there and give us give us something motivating. uh, A five or 10 minute talk. We hold four networking events a year. Uh, We have uh, we've had the governor speak to us. We've had uh, numerous civic leaders. And our next our actually our next um, summit is December the 7th uh and it's an evening summit the there's networking but there's one hour of content and uh you would you would actually be uh very very well received at that one i'll send you i'll send you the details and maybe we can work something out.
1: yeah thanks thanks for saying that yeah i'm 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 big into like motivational stuff you know I'm, i'm i don't know if you know of uh this guy david goggins have you ever heard of him
0: I've heard of him. Yeah, Yeah, so David
1: Goggins, he's like an ultra marathoner. He's a former Navy (laughs) SEAL, et cetera. And he's one of my big guys that I look to for motivation. Um, He's got this this book, it's called Can't Hurt Me. And it's all about his story. But he's like, he runs all these 100-mile races and it got me all hooked on it. So last year in September, I actually ran my first 100-mile race
0: that's um, sick so uh, that is yeah, it, absolutely was, it, was, sick.
1: It, it was sick i was paying, <laughs> but you know the whole thing was now i can say i did it you know right um, right so that, that's the whole away. thing yeah exactly right. exactly but right. yeah so i'm very big into motivation and, and stuff like that for sure
0: that's awesome all right well uh how about some parting comments doctor if you wouldn't mind if there's something that you want us to take away or you want to uh re-emphasize what georgia urology does yeah so
1: basically I, what i would say is you know I, like I told you in the email, I consider myself a blue collar guy. I may have a white collar job, but I'm a blue collar guy coming from a regular family, w- worked my ass off to get here. And basically, you know, what I'm here to do is take care of people. Um, you know, I can do basically any urology need. I can c- take care of veterans, non veterans, whatever, and any type of uro- uro- urology needs, uh, I'm here. So um, come see me.
0: That That's awesome. I, uh, I know this is going to sound smarmy, but uh, you're really doing God's work. You really are. And and if, if any of us can do a labor of love and enjoy it and be good at it, that you really find happiness. Congratulations to you. Thank you so much for being on Vets Talk. And we hope to see you again soon.
1: All right. Well, Kevin, thank you so much. I really appreciate it.